position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to the second annual episode of... The Halloween Spectacular of the Best Linux Game Podcast. It's being recorded. This is the second iteration, actually, of this our Halloween episode. Um, it's being recorded on Saturday, 2015, 10.31 Halloween morning, actually, at 1.51 in the AM Pacific Coast time. Um, we've had a lot of technical difficulties. Um, Getting the show out this week, and we have a huge fun show for you. Not only will we offer up thrills, spills, chills, and blood-cutting terror, we will present you with no less than ten unbelievable deals this week, all of which are Halloween-centric, more or less. Um, and on top of that, offer up. A serving of three features, uh, focusing on three games that I've been playing the living fuck out of this week. It's been a great week for a Linux game. Uh, so yeah, let's get straight to it, shall we? Uh, by the way, Ivor Molina, our crack producer um, and engineer, Ivor Molina, 
sadly, due to some bizarre um, uh, accident, error, oversight, you know, workplace kind of incident, um, has been poisoned to death. Uh, his corpse, though, is in the control room. I can wave it to me right now. I can see through the glass. Um, the undead abomination of Ivor Molina is firmly running the show. And what do we say? Great! What do we want? Great! What do we want him? Great! Anyway, let's get straight to the show. We got a lot of shit to cover. Um, get, uh, straight to it with our top stories. Uh, we only have one top story, basically, this week. Um, and it is also appropriately Halloween-themed. Um, it would seem that for the first time in, uh, a long while, uh, Linux gamers can actually count themselves as being on the exact same playing field as, uh, owners and users of, uh, other operating systems on which to operate their, you know, gaming platforms, i.e. Windows, uh, and Mac, which is a fancy way of saying Linux, but we won't get into that. <laughs> it's Halloween after all! Um, yes, Linux... Linux gamers are now on the exact same equal playing field as, uh, Mac and, uh, Windows gamers, if only in the sense that Batman Arkham Knight, yes, the, the game that, uh, I personally anxiously awaited, um, and was kind of screwed over a little bit, but I got my money back, uh, months ago when they, you know, seemed to ostensibly promise to launch with Linux support, but then backed out of that, and then basically said, well, Linux support will be coming, you know, in, you know, October, November, slash the holiday season, and stuff, and at the same time, that game, Batman Arkham Knight, uh, I think that's what it's called, uh, I'm, I'm losing my mind right now, <laughs> it's been a long fucking game, uh, I'm down the Edifying. Yeah, Batman Arkham Knight, sequel to Batman Arkham City, um, which I played on the Xbox uh, 360 uh, a couple years ago. Fabulous game. Um, not only does it not support Linux yet, um, <laughs> evidently uh, Warner Brothers Interactive, the publisher of Batman Arkham Knight, are now off their own scrotum, tearing out their eyebrow hair and blinding themselves with their mother's brooches um, because it has now become apparent that they have absolutely failed to deliver a game that works for any operating system. Forget Linux, forget Macintosh, forget Windows. Um, Batman Arkham Knight, uh, which was just plagued, I mean, it was pulled, it was really, really, really embarrassing, 
Um, they pulled this game uh, from its initial, um, not early access, but its initial official release on the Steam Store. The Steam Store actually pulled the fucking game. This is months ago. Um, because so many people could not get the game to run using even, you know, uh, the recommended hardware, system specs, and etc. Well, Batman Arkham Knight, and I, I only mention this because this game is still not available for Linux. Um, I only mention it because, for once, Windows gamers, Macintosh gamers, and Linux gamers all can feel the same sense of brotherhood, uh, only in the sense that none of us are able to really get uh, Arkham Knight to work at least as advertised and at least on any uh, fucking uh, uh, <laughs> computer operating system gaming platform or, you know, whatever um, that we may have. Um, which, all of which, and this is like our only heavy moment for this Halloween episode, um, all of which I think kind of underscores... Um, a really important fundamental point about why Linux and not just Linux, but really the free and open source um, software movement is such an important paradigm shift that um, even your average consumer is beginning to feel the resonant echoes of. Uh, and I mean that in the sense that Batman Arkham Knight, first of all, Three years ago, without, you know, Linux-based Steam, um, and without the Linux-based Steam um, content distribution networks, uh, revolutionary fucking um, ref re refund and return policy that they rolled out, you know, I guess, like, what, four months ago, something like that, without that whole paradigm shift, Batman Arkham Knight would have ripped off Everyone who paid real money for it in terms of like PC gamers. Oh, by the way, it, it's $49.99 um, for those of you uh, who actually have a Windows machine. But here's what's crazy. Um, currently, as of today, there are 18,795 reviews for this game. It came out on June 23rd, 2015. And 18,795 reviewers basically you know in aggregate the reviews are mixed um and if you actually look at the review page like on the steam store page every single one of them is negative so back in the day and this does not have to be that long ago all of these people myself included because i actually bought this game in pre-order because they said that it was going to come out for linux and perhaps there was some miscommunication um, on both, you know, my reading of their their offer as well as the way that they actually made their offer. And then there's no doubt that they changed that offer um, after after the game was actually released. But I pre-ordered this game and I paid fucking 50 full dollars for it two years ago, even one year ago. I would have been shit out of fucking luck. 
in spite of the fact that it, you know, wouldn't run on my operating system, it wouldn't matter. I would have been stuck with that $50 fucking albatross of bullshit um, with absolutely no recourse uh, to get my money back and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and no, uh, no community of outraged people large enough to express a general outrage at, you know, a basically technically uh, deficient, unfinished, buggy as fuck all product um, that that the Steam store actually provides for all of us gamers, um, regardless of, you know, this is, regardless of whatever operating system we're talking about here, Steam as a content distribution network has given gamers, serious gamers, PC gamers, but gamers of all stripes, really, um, a platform where without really having to organize or band together or do anything, write a petition or whatever, or start an email campaign, it's given us a market, a sense of market clout that actually stopped Arkham Knight from being sold on Steam for, you know, a while um, until they got their shit more or less figured out. I mean, some people have managed to make it work. Anyway, I just think it's all kind of interesting. Why so serious? Take back your fucking game, Gotham! Um, so yeah, Batman Arkham Knight still sucks. There we go. That's basically the, the point of this. Um, of uh, that little rant. Now, let's get to our features. No less than three chilling tales of terror. Actually, three unbelievably fucking awesome games um, reviewed more or less in a thumbnail sketch. Um, More or less, all of which are brand fucking new for Linux and all of which I have spent the entire week just gorging myself on. First off, wait a minute, something that we're having Ivor's motioning to me from the boot in we having them It appears that we're having some sort of technical difficulties. Ivor, uh I'm running a top right now. It, it, something weird going on, on the show. Says it uh automatic override is enacted. Is this a script you wrote?
Concludes our Mercury Theater Players uh, Impressionistic Sound Collage Montage and Programmatic uh, Radio Play Depicting How Alien Isolation Makes the Average User Feel. Um, yes, for those of you who've been living under a rock. On uh, October 27th, just a couple days ago, um, Alien Isolation, which came out originally for um, PC uh, in uh, 2014, of uh, October of 2014, uh, just a few days ago, four days ago, whatever, it has finally come to Linux. And it is a fucking unbelievable work of art. I mean, it's 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 pretty close to a fucking masterwork. Um I'm only, you know, 8 hours into the game, but um I can tell you a few things about it with uh absolute absolutely no um uh pauses for, you know, justifications or uh or uh, putting um, any sort of like limits on it. Uh, the first is that never in the history of video games has there been um, a game that, especially like a first person, but really realistically any type of game, um, there has never been a game that has brought such a Thorough, vivid, detailed, accurate, um, chilling, gritty, and awesome uh, realization of the visual uh, style of the environments and um, technology depicted in the Alien films as Alien Isolation. Um, if you are at all a fan of the Alien films, um, you have got to play this game. Uh, there, every aspect of like the dystopian, um, uh, dystopian uh, concept of humanity's future in space, as you know, as like you know, imagined, envisioned, depicted, and brought into um, and brought into cinema. Uh, circa 1980 slash, you know, 1990s, um, like Alien and Aliens, um, everything from the design elements to the technical specification 
to the actual technology that is powering, um, you know, the interfaces that, you know, you'll, you'll find and interact with inside of the game. All of it has been meticulously, painstakingly, and gloriously uh, rendered uh, in the game. This is only one of the fact that only one of the the aspects of Alien Isolation that makes it such a special game. Um, but for fans of you know the Alien films, you've never seen anything like this. I mean, being in be occupying in a first person perspective, basically the entire um, derelict space station experience. Um, in in a way that you can control is really uh, um, visually it's profound and the way that um, that kind of overall total thematic unity approach to this game the way that that all kind of comes together is what makes this such a special game. Um, let's, let's, let, me, let me tell you a little bit about Alien Isolation, I guess. Um, I just realized that, like, I haven't actually said anything about the game. Okay, so it takes place about 15 years after the uh, original movies um, with Sigourney Weaver as uh, Ripley. Um, it's 15 years after those those films, you play Amanda Ripley, Sigourney Weaver's character's daughter, um, who has followed in her mother's footsteps and uh, has, you know, signed on with the the massive space-faring, um, you know, East India Company, inscrutable and kind of vile and demi-monstrous and uh, lawyer, lawyered up, litigious and contractual-minded um, corporations that basically run um, all, uh, you know, space stations and trade routes and the craft that, you know, blah, 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 uh, occupy those spaces in the future. So you signed up with them, and uh, at the beginning of the game, you are tasked with an interesting assignment. The corporation wants you to go to uh, Sevastopol Station, a remote supply kind of outpost in deep, deep space, uh, to recover an artifact that members of that station have recovered. Um, the, it's the flight date recorder, basically, fi- flight data recorder, basically, um, of your mother's last mission, of the original Ripley's last mission, which if you've seen any of the films that's basically French for saying um, the corporation which has never traditionally managed anything to do with Ripley or anything to do with aliens all that well um, the corporation wants you to go get this fucking uh, black box essentially so that they can put a fine point on the entire case file um, and all of, you know, the, the damages and losses and deaths and liabilities and etc. that um, they have accrued courtesy of your mother, basically. At least it's a, in, it, from the corporation's perspective. 
Um, this requires hypersleep, and when you come out of hypersleep, that's basically when the game begins, and that's pretty much where your jaw, you know, hits the floor and pretty much stays there for the rest of the time that you'll be playing the game. Um, as you guys approach Sevastopol Station, there, uh, uh, there's a, an accident, a mishap, um, as you guys board the station, cutting Amanda Ripley off from uh, her crewmates, placing her out of the ability to communicate with the ship that brought her, placing her completely defenseless and without resources, friends, skills, communications, um, weapons, and uh, any means of escape and or support stranded on what ha- what the player quickly discovers is the really, really, really in fucked up shape that is the derelict Sevastopol station. Um, you have to rely on yourself from that point on to um, to survive and to complete your mission, getting the flight recorder and getting it back to um, the Torrens, which is the ship that uh, brought you. Um, every I, I'd like to qualify everything I'm about to say by warning you. You do not need to be afraid of spoilers um, in this discussion of this game, but I am going to tell you the basic things that happen right after you get onto Sevastopol Station. Um, so if you really don't want to know anything, then, you know, you can skip ahead, I guess, five minutes. But these things are really crucial to understand because they, not only are they story elements, they, they, they're they also environment elements. They kind of determine the geography and the terms on which alien isolation um, meets uh, the player um, and are really essential to making everything that this game is, the total package, which, I mean, really, realistically, I have no problem saying that it's a magnificent achievement, actually. It's a fucking work of art, um, both from, like, a gameplay design standpoint, uh, a narrative standpoint, a sound design standpoint, a visual design standpoint, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway... Before we get into any of that, I have to tell you what's happened on Sevastopol Station, which you discover almost immediately uh, once you enter the airlock. Um, Sevastopol Station evidently has been in the process of being decommissioned by the corporations for like at least 18 months now, meaning that they've been operating with a, basically a skeleton crew of um, you know engineers security people, staff, systems administrators, etc. Um, and along with it, so, you know, those are like basically civilians, um, unarmed, you know, normal people who are just kind of like, you know, a- average working, working stiffs, you know, like you, more or less. By the way, Ripley is not a combat specialist. Amanda Ripley is not a combat specialist. She is not some sort of badass 
Colonial Marine, very much like her mother, as depicted in the films, Amanda Ripley is actually an engineer. Um, she's not incapable of, you know, effectively using a gun or effectively um, defending herself, you know, given, depending on the circumstances, but she is not, you know, G.I. Jane. She is, you know, a mechanic, essentially. Um, so Ripley discovers after she lands on the station that, um, things have gone not just a little batshit haywire, crazy kind of bad. Things have gone really catastrophically apeshit, crazy, goat fucked, screwed the pooch, um, game over, man, game over caliber bad on the Sevastopol. Um, Everything is broken on the station, um, in disrepair, um, in basically, like, wreckage, ruin, and, uh, fried system, haywire, batshit crazy, um, you know, like, doors are blockaded, um, there's graffiti everywhere, ranting about all sorts of crazy shit. Um, there doesn't appear to be anyone around. Uh, and getting um, getting your bearings on this vesicle, uh for the first you know forty five minutes of the game is uh, is interesting and uh, challenging. As you you know, it introduces you very subtly but very effectively to the uh, crafting menu. Um, basically teaches you how to pick shit up without, you know, forcing you through a tutorial and kind of jumps you in to the fucked up reality that you will be facing for the rest of the game, which is really what I want to talk about. Um, And like, we don't, I mean, I could talk about this fucking game for the rest of the day, in all honesty, especially because it's Halloween. But, um, like, we'll try to just limit it to, like, you know, five, maybe ten more minutes. It's worthy of this caliber of um, discussion, though. And, by the way, now through November 2nd, you can get it at half off from, it's $49.99. It's twenty-five. It's basically 25 bucks right now. Runs great on Linux. So, you know, blah, you can go pick it up from the Steam store right now while you're listening to me and uh, start downloading it because it's about 12 gigabytes. Anyway, so... What Ripley, Amanda, Amanda Ripley quickly discovers is that the people who, during the process of decommissioning the, uh, or, you know, the, the, the um, attempted decommissioning and um, shutting down of the Sevastopol station, um, which the corporations found uh, a lackluster and um, disappointing response to in terms of like you know the amount of um commercial and tourist interest that it drew um so they began you know tearing it tearing it down in terms of its staff and and the technology and stuff um somewhere in that process something went really really wrong and uh the actual communications array and i I know what happened to cause this but i won't tell you um, but something something knocked the ability for the Sevastopol to actually communicate 
with any any relevant external um you know ship station satellite relay anything um their their actual onboard and this is a huge space station by the way their communication system has for whatever reason been really 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 damaged so over the last like you know i'm gonna say like 12 months prior to ripley's arrival um but it might be more like two years because you know you do have to go through hyperspace sleep to get there so who knows i don't know it's that requires physics um things have gotten really bad because no one has been going to the space station anymore like there are no more you know tourists there are no more freighters there are no more merchants uh with ships going to the space station the space station has not been able to talk to the outside world and there are no more ships on the space station which means that prior to ripley's arrival the people who have been living on the space station have basically gone completely myopic, my, my, uh, myopic, batshit, psychotic, clannish, freaked out, um, paranoid, stir crazy, fucking gonzo, balls out, crazy pants. Um, <laughs> cause like, and this is what's so cool. One of the super cool things about this game is actually this dynamic that exists among the other human survivors on the station with each other and, uh, with Ripley and, um, with their own environment. You see, I thought that this game was going to be like aliens, the second movie in in the in the film franchise um and in aliens like ripley is basically embedded in a like you know platoon of of, uh, colonial marines who are really well armed um she's not you know gi jane herself but um she knows you know blah, blah blah so she has all these friends in that movie uh as they're all eliminated basically um I thought that this game was going to be a lot more like that. It is the exact opposite. There's a reason why it's called Alien Isolation. See, because what's happened is that there's there's no way off the station for these people. They can't talk to anybody to get any help. No one is because they're in their you know remote station in deep space. No one is, like, drifting by that, like, you know, they can send up a flare to, you know, like a castaway or whatever. Um, they, you know, they, re- they, they require access to, like, you know, deep space comm relays to ever get a message to anybody who would ever care. And even if that worked, they'd be broadcasting to dead air. There's no way off this fucking station for these people. And it's been that way before Ripley shows up for, like, I'm going to say at least a year. This has made them... As their resources, like actual food, ammunition, weapons, um, you know, clothing, um, etc. As those have dwindled, diminished, and 
um, you know, slowly vanished over the months and months of them being trapped on this fucking gigantic space station, basically everyone has started to go totally fucking insane. They do not trust each other. Um, they're, they're basically two classes of humans that you'll encounter that I've encountered so far in the game. Um, there are the colonial marines. There are... And then there are, like, the basic, um, you know, support staff, system administrator, technical, um, computer jockeys, engineers, um, you know, blah, 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 that uh, remain as part of the skeleton crew um on the ship and these guys those people are civilians some of them are married some of them um are more insane than others some of them are more insane than others in different ways than others are more insane um generally they regard anyone like between both classes of humans on this space station they regard anyone that they do not know as being not just a threat, but a le- like, I mean, a legitimate and rightly so, a legitimate, um, very real and, um, what's the word? Uh, crucial to deal with now rather than later, um, kind of problem. That's how everyone on the space station basically sees. Ripley. So what this means is that the colonial marines who have grown only increasingly clannish and crazy over the intervening, you know, year, um, they have all these stockpiles of guns and shit, but they've all gone literally like loco crazy, um, for the most part. Uh, they, they're not even, um, making any pretense to, um, <laughs> maintain law, order, or um, anything even resembling, you know, um, <laughs> uh, uh, a pretense of civil society. These guys hate everybody that isn't one of them, and they even hate each other. Um, and everyone is constantly paranoid, blah, 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 blah. Um, these guys are incredibly clannish, and if they detect Ripley... Um, their response to discovering her presence is to immediately break into, you know, smaller groups of people and go on combat patrols devoted, absolutely fucking steadfast devoted to finding where you have gone, flushing you out, and blowing your fucking brains out of your head. There is no conversation. They are apt. They could not be less interested in uh, talking to you, finding out who you are, where you came from, what you're doing there, what your actual intentions are. Um, There is no diplomacy. They see you and... I mean, they talk to each other, though. Um, And uh, as you sneak around these people um, who operate, you know, all... All entities in this game have their own AI, their own ability to perceive the environment, their own, um, like, kind of, you know, their own special blends of 
fucking crazy. Their own skills, their own abilities, their own um, strategies and uh, gambits and approaches um, to problems. They 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 both scripted and unscripted. And most of the game is actually, although like there are the the, the game, you know, at least for the first eight hours, um, is kind of built out of uh scripted plot kind of moments the rest of the game is actually shockingly open ended which imparts this tremendous sense and illusion of free will which also inspires real abject fucking terror but anyway so if the if the marines basically detect you they are going to spend as much time and effort as possible trying to find you if you manage to escape from them um and it's intense it's fucking crazy these these guys have gone fucking insane um the the same is kind of true for the average civilians but generally, they're not fucking, you know, well-armed with, um, you know, pistols, uh, uh, assault rifles, um, and other, and other sundry, uh, weaponry that the Marines have. Generally, the civilians are just as terrified of you as the Marines are, but they just have less incentive to really try to hunt you down should you, you know, disappear into the shadows after they spot you. I forgot to mention that another reason why the people on uh, this festival station might be having some, you know, anxiety issues, uh, apart from the fact that there is no escape, they're running low on every resource, um, people are going berserk and turning on each other, betraying each other everyone wants what everyone else has um and there is really no possible sign or glimmer of hope of rescue or amelioration for for this attitude i forgot to mention that on top of that over the last you know year there's been another problem that these uh that these desperate wayfarers have been facing. And that's the kind of disconcerting fact that people on the station have slowly, ever since they seem to have found that flight date record, data recorder that, you know, Rip, Amanda Ripley has been sent to. It seems that ever since that turned up on their station, people, one by one, Slowly and always silently and always without any hint or any clue, these people seem to be vanishing, which is really disconcerting considering that there is no way off the station. So that means either people are throwing themselves out of airlocks or something or someone is on the station 
with these people. And it's a big station, and there are a lot of people on the station. Although, you know, it's not like a bustling metropolis. Like, you know, they're, they're easily, I've easily met or seen or encountered about, you know, 20 people, I would say. Most of them Marines. I'd say about uh, maybe five Marines to like, you know, maybe seven civilians, um, seven to ten civilians. So what this has meant, this whole like, you know, disappearing people problem has meant that everyone is really batshit terrified and for legitimate reasons um, on top of, you know, the pressing supply uh, issues and the fact that, you know, basically they're in a situation in which they are facing their kind of incontrovertible and unavoidable and, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're fucking, they're fucking doomed. They're fucking, they're goat fucking. But these disappearing people problems have only helped to inspire absolute batshit crazy shoot first, ask questions later, blah. And, you know, some people believe that there is a creature on on the station. Other people believe that it's another person. And uh, until Amanda Ripley shows up, no one is really in a position to say one way or the other. Well, that brings us to the alien. And insofar as I know, on Sevastopol Station, there is only one alien. There are no face huggers. There are no larvae or eggs or anything that I've encountered yet. Um, and one would think that they would be there by now if they were going to be in the game. But I don't know. I'm only eight hours into the game. There is only one alien on Sevastopol Station that I have seen. And this alien, when you finally first encounter it, it is breathtaking. Um, both in terms of like the quality with which it has been rendered, the way in which it has been uh, realized in a video game, and uh, the actual technical details of the character model itself are absolutely stunning. The alien is a free-range, free-roaming, and without, barring the, uh, barring a few um, seemingly absolutely scripted uh, appearances and encounters that uh, Amanda has with the alien and with uh, the alien interacting with other human beings, um, the alien is not tied down to any single area or whatever. The alien hunts you in a completely free form, completely unscripted, completely fucking batshit terrifying um, way. Uh, it has the, by far, it has the most keen senses of sight, hearing, and smell, not so much in terms of touch, but if you're close enough to touch it, you're already dead. Um, it is relentless. If it detects you, it it's like a it's like a monstrous specter from fucking ADD hell. 
it, if it detects you, if it hears you, if it thinks that something is there, if it thinks that you are there somewhere, it is going to hunt you. And it will not give up until it has either ripped you completely open or until it is somehow convinced slash satisfied that you have managed to escape to a safer, better place that is dis, you know, distant from its current position. It is impossible to hear, basically. It is lightning fast. It is very difficult to see. It's, I would say, nine feet tall from the tip of its, its, you know, jaws to the base of its spine and it has basically a nine foot long tail with a razor blade spike on the end of it its claws will catch its jaws will bite and its tail will impale you it takes the alien once it actually knows where you are it takes the alien maybe five seconds um, to go any great distance in the game to exactly where you are and immediately kill you in blood-curdling kill animations all still from the first-person perspective that will just fucking knock your socks off. Um... Which brings us to my final point, I guess. And I don't. I, I, I would talk about the. Um, there is a, there, there is another faction of creatures on the station other than the alien, the marines, and the civilians. And these are the uh, artificial intelligent, um, androids like Bishop from Aliens. Um, but I really can't talk too much about them without revealing a lot of stuff that once you start experiencing it in the game, is very cool and uh, very interesting. But uh, where was I? I was talking about the alien. Oh, yes. So this is not a, this is not a survival horror game. This is not a first-person shooter, really. This is... Not even really a stealth game, although that is actually essentially what it is. The thing about Alien Isolation that makes it so compelling and so addictive and so delicious and so fucking horrifying is that Ripley, if she is discovered, generally it is too late. By anything, by anyone, anything. Especially if it's the alien, you're done. If it's the Marines, um, you can get away. I mean, you can escape from the alien too. But like, if the alien hears you or can sense you, you basically have three seconds to find a place to hide. Um, and even if you can find one, uh, the chances of survival are 
from the second it detects you, I would say it's probably a 50-50 um, chance that you're going to, you know, not end up getting eviscerated. When the Marines detect you, it's a little different because they panic. They are also really well armed, though. Um, but you can... They, they, their, their senses are far less attuned and adapted to hunting in complete darkness like the alien is. Um, so you get like a, some leeway with the Marines. There's almost no leeway with the alien. And what I'm trying to get at here is that you will spend 90% of your time in this game crouched and or crawling carefully, slowly, methodically, and once you get good at the game, um, the terror will make you very good at the game and you will become adept at this approach to playing the game. You will become patient, methodical, constantly, constantly alert and trying to be alert to all different kinds of various threats that, like, I don't want to name specifics, um, while trying to accomplish complex, dynamic um, goals using broken machinery, crawling through terrifyingly dark um, air ducts, uh, listening for anything that sounds out of the ordinary beyond whatever ambient klaxons or fucking steam vents or whatever fucking hellacious, scary, whirring, worrying sounds that, you know, are, are par for the course in this fucking derelict space station. Uh, you will be corner peeking. You will be peeking above desks. You will be completely, utterly trained to expect that doing less so will absolutely result in your instant death, which is the greatest genius of the way Alien Isolation is designed. Because it basically forces the player to make really complex, very, very important life or death um, decisions from a tactical perspective um, on the fly in basically, you know, like the most horrifying terror-inducing situations and conditions. And the way the game is structured, ironically, the worst thing you can ever do, basically in any situation in Alien Isolation, is run. The best thing you can do, and this is true for all all the time I've spent playing the game so far, the best thing you can do is try to control your own absolute abject fucking terror and confusion and dread 
and panic at the situation that you are currently being confronted with, you have to lock yourself down and move beyond that frequently involving trying to figure out in like one split synaptic, you know, synaptic impulse just how far you think you might be able to get from where you are right now to over there where there's more shadow and you can be behind a pillar because the alien has just spotted you and you have to disappear. And you do not run. You patiently, quietly crawl. And it's awesome. I mean, it's really awesome. It feels really intense. Um, also, like, basically, and that's true, basically the entire, the game's entire environments, the visuals of the game can sometimes be absolutely spectacularly beautiful um, and also incredible, also retaining, like, a incredibly morose sense of, like, oh, Edgar Allan Poe, Fall of the House of Usher kind of, Bleak despair and just total, complete, um, dark night of the soul. Uh, I have yet to find a single weapon that is capable of really repelling or killing an alien. Um, I, I, I've made weapons that have killed other things, but I won't talk about them. So basically... Guns are really only effective insofar as I've experienced them so far eight hours into the game. Against other human beings, everything else is either a delaying tactic, a last-ditch effort. I mean, literally, if you, if you end up in a, in, a, in a firefight, you are going to die. I have not won a single firefight with anything. Um, it is a stealth, stealth game. But it's not a game that makes you think about stealth. It's a game that's just like the original System Shock from 1993, which is one of my favorite games of this type. Literally, this is what makes Alien Isolation such... Why I so easily say that it is, you know, an accomplishment and a masterwork. Because it's the first game since the original System Shock that really brings the whole panoply of, uh, of technical... Abilities, challenges, uh, open-ended puzzle solving that's not puzzle solving, an environment that is constantly set against you, and an opposition that is ready, willing, able, and far outstrips your capabilities um, to find, kill, crush, and destroy you. Um, And... It's awesome. It, I haven't played a game that has given given me this much sense of the illusion of pure free will in an in at least a mostly unscripted, highly dynamic, um, very very diversified. I mean, there are all different kinds of situations. There is no real one type of you know, interaction with humans. Um, 
it's 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 an achievement. So check it out. It is perfect for Halloween. Uh, pick it up now through November second. It is half off, and it runs great on Linux. Um, and it plays great with the Steam controller, by the way. Except for like the first two days that I played the game with the Steam controller, I had almost no problems. And then last night, without me having changed anything, not just like hardware or or software, I mean, I haven't touched any or reconfigured anything in my entire system setup, including like in my, you know, Ubuntu Mate environment. Um, suddenly, the controller, the Steam controller last night went all buggy on me in the game, and I ha- I've had to remap a lot of stuff, and it's not quite as good an experience as it was prior to me having these difficulties. I'm at... Just like everything else with the Steam controller, I am sure that um, Valve will get it ironed out. Um, but realistically, it wasn't until playing Alien Isolation on the Steam controller that I fully understood and really came to accept the idea that instead of having a left stick and a right stick on, um, you know, like an Xbox style game controller, uh, that that right stick could be replaced with the uh, haptic um, input disc, which you know, can mimic any, you know, numerous different types of input devices, including a trackball and stuff like that. Um, it's, after having played for, you know, what I regard as an extensive and, and an amount of time long enough for me to be, me to have a truly informed opinion, I think, about um, the Steam Controller general capabilities, um, is Alien Isolation that, I mean, like, once you get the hang of using the Steam controller in Alien Isolation, it's gonna it's gonna knock your socks off. You will never want to touch an Xbox controller again, Xbox 360 controller again. The haptic disc, um, in a lot of different situations, scenarios, and basically every every you know blah, um, is vastly superior, um, both in terms of precision, speed, and uh, the overall. Um, feeling of being immersed in the game, at least in terms of Alien Isolation. So that's Alien Isolation. I was going to do two more um, games this week, but, uh, you know, in terms of, like, reviews, but um, we're we're running very long, and it's Halloween is almost over. It's 5.15 as I record this. This, by the way, this episode has been cursed, which is why Undead Ivor Molina I can see he's in the control booth slowly pressing his face against it. What's that? Oh, he's saying grains. What do vegetarian zombies eat? Grains. What do we want? Brains. When do we want them? Brains. Um, so we're running long. So, um, and we have 10 Halloween deals for you, um, for our deal section. So I'm just going to mention really fast the other two games that I wanted to talk about um, today. Broforce. I got Broforce, which I ranted about last week, um, which has finally come to Linux. Uh, If you have multiple displays, um, I wrote an article uh, in the Steam Discussions um, getting Broforce to work uh, if you you run multiple displays, like, you know, on Ubuntu. Took me forever to get fucking Broforce to work. Uh, to figure, because that's why I actually ended up writing that article about how I 
finally managed to fix it for myself because no one has said anything about this. Basically, you have to, it's a simple, simple fucking fix. And I, I imagine it's got to, it's got to work for a lot of different, um, not just multiple monitor uh, situations, but uh, really the trick is finding the options XML.XML file um, and then editing that, you know, blah. That, that, that solved my problem. I had a specifically display issue. But anyway, so since I got to fix that, you know, last week, um, I've been able to play it. And holy shit, Broforce. We'll save it for like next week. I'll do a full review of it. Just go get it and become part of the bromance with me. I mean, seriously, it's it's fantastic. And then the other game that I wanted to mention before we get to our deals section, our spooky deals this week, um, is called Gallic Z. That's G-A-L-A-K hyphen Z. Gallic Z, let's get a little bit of audio because we've been listening to a lot of me talking. Um... And yeah, I'm sorry for, you know, really ranting about Alien Isolation, but there is so much that is unbelievably awesome about this game. I am so glad that they brought it to Linux. I am tremendously impressed with this game. And it's super fun to play. Um, Let's see. Okay, so, uh, oh yeah, we're talking about a new game, a game that came out, actually, uh, I think yesterday, called Gallic Z, G-A-L-E. A K hyphen Z. Um, here's what they have to say. I've played. I've spent like a couple of hours playing this game. By the way, um, here's what the developers have to say. Uh, Galaxy, prepare for the bar to be raised on Deep Space 2D dogfighting. Galaxy is a modern AI and physics-driven open-world action game viewed through the lens of the classic 16-bit space shooter. Unbelievably tight controls and AI-driven hardcore combat like you've never seen in a two-dimensional shooter. Basically, this is a side-scrolling, kind of gravity, um, physics-based, intensely, intensely well-designed and beautifully rendered uh, space shooter. It also has some of the best acting, voice acting, dialogues, and um, uh, cinema sequences that I've seen in any um, recent space shooter. This is a truly awesome game. Well, sometime maybe next week or the week after, once I get a little further, I'm only, um, you know, a a little over uh, a quarter of the way through the game. I've played, how, how long have I played with Galaxy? hours, and I got it yesterday. I mean, this game is brand new. It came out on October 29th, 2015, so two days ago. Um, If you're into space shooters, you gotta go just check out a video of this and seriously consider buying it. Um, Right now, you can get Gallic Z, G-A-L-A-K hyphen Z, through November 5th at 20% off from its normal price of $19.99 to $15.99. Um... It's a really, 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 really well-made space shooter. Um, the kind of which, like, I, I was, I was telling my buddy uh, Jeffy Wise the other night. I was texting him. I'm like, man, I could probably play this game for, you know, the next thirty hours. Just 
keep me keep me flush with whiskey. Keep me uh, on my big screen. Keep you know the Venture Brothers playing on endless you know blah and keep Galaxy on my monitor and fresh batteries in my controller, and I would see no compelling reason to ever stop playing it. Um, so that's Galaxy, and that brings us, of course, to everyone's favorite. A very special Halloween episode of the deals. So, first off, as I intimated earlier in the podcast, we have 10 holiday themed deals for you. So, we'll try to get through them pretty quickly. Maybe get us out of here in under an hour. Um, first of all, a super huge game. That is totally perfect for Halloween, um, and also super awesome. It was made by the same people who uh, did the Linux build of um, Alien Isolation. That would be Feral. Um, Shadows of Mordor, Game of the Year Edition, right now through November 2nd. Yes, the precious, the precious Jesus! My friend Jeffy Wise can do that way better than I can. Um, but Mordor Game of the Year Edition is right now through November 2nd, 66% off at $16.99. And that is one of the best games that I've p- played all year for any system, um, etc. If you would all like Lord of the Rings and have missed that game, it is so totally worth $16.99. Go pick that up immediately. So let's say, though, you're into a more traditional, however, you know, Halloween kind of uh, game vibe. Well, what could be better than zombies and parkour? Um, Dying Light, one of the best zombie games I've ever played in my entire life, and one of the best looking games uh, to run to be currently running on uh, Linux via Steam. Dying Light, which is a game that very rarely goes on sale, right now is 50% off at $29.99 now through November 2nd. That's a completely awesome game. It's not really a first-person shooter so much as it is a parkour, open environment, um, hand-to-hand, weapon-based, melee kind of based uh, combat um, against zombies and etc. In an open, pretty much an open environment with a great story um, and parkour, kind of like Mirror's Edge meets, you know, brains. But okay, so if, if 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 that doesn't quite scratch your zombie, your, your uh, need for Halloween zombie horror, um, let's say you're more of the third person kind of uh, gamer, um, kind of more into... Um, although, uh, Dying Light does have a very, very awesome and very vibrant multiplayer community. But let's say you're into, like, more of a pick-up-and-play, third-person kind of, um, multiplayer, zombie, bite-sized, <laughs> bite, get it? Because, you know, they want to eat your brains. Um, bite-sized kind of, uh, dosages. Um, well, it's not the newest game ever made. But it is a really good title. Left 4 Dead 2. 
right now is 80% off at $3.99. I'm not sure when that sale ends. Let's check that out. Left 4 Dead 2. Um, Left 4 Dead 2, which is a fucking... I mean, it's not... They're, the Left 4 Dead series is not my favorite um, series of games ever made. Uh, especially not for zombie games. But they are absolutely awesome. And for the next 41 hours and 18 minutes, oh, it's being recorded 2015, 10.31 Halloween at 5.46 p.m. Pacific Coast time. For the next 41 hours and 18 minutes, you can get Left 4 Dead 2 80% off at $3.99. That's down from 20 bucks. It is so totally worth that. Four bucks, especially just for tonight, if you're looking for a game to cuddle up with and cuddle up with. Um, so Left 4 Dead 2, four dollars. Um, so let's say that none of these zombie-themed, um, immaculate deals still scratching your itch yet. Let's say you want, um, you know, kind of like a more direct and a direct sense of agency over the actual evil that is operating within the game that you the game that you're looking for tonight well then look no further than dungeons 2 which is the dungeon management construction building and uh uh what do you it's a, really a straight up simulation but it's um it's you are the guy who is in charge of putting together all of the evil that all of those fucking roguelike little heroes uh, confront as they dungeon delve. You place the treasures, you hire the help, you design the traps, you set up the etc. That sounds like you. You're looking for some Halloween thrills? Dungeons? Uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I want to make sure this is the actual title. Because, yeah, Dungeons 2. Dungeons 2 is 65% off now through November 2nd. Shut up! Uh, at $13.99. Um, I have a couple of friends of mine who are super huge devotees of that franchise. Um, I haven't played Dungeons 2 yet, personally, but whatever. Our next, um, our next item in our Halloween deal marathon of absolute awesome horror, um, is kind of included basically as like an honorable mention because I really, really, really like this game, um, and I think it kind of fits in with the Halloween theme, but it's not that great of a deal just yet. Um, let's say that you really want to get viscerally hands-on. Like, you really want to infect. You want to teach the world to sing your own perverse discordant and hellish uh, anthem of pain and despair. And you want to hear those voices rise. In fact, you want to hear them rise in a chorus of agonized wails, the likes of which will reach a crescendo that even God himself will find appalling and then suddenly fall silent as every single member of the human race falls dead to the ground, leaving the earth free once again bereft of I guess the paragon of animals 
myself. Is that a little dark for you? Good. If that sounds like you, then you definitely need to check out Plague Inc. I've gotten shit for liking this game. I've spent a lot of time playing Plague Inc. And I have fucking played the fuck out of it. I bought it at full price. Never, ever, 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 ever regretted it. I mean, paying, having paid full price. Super awesome game. Your goal is very simple. You know, uh, strategically and carefully design a pathogen that will literally kill every single human being on the face of the planet Earth. It's a simulator. Um, it can be played really fast, though, which is cool. Like, I mean, like, I, I probably beat in the game, um, fuck, maybe 500 times now. Um, you can beat the game once you get good at it in about five minutes if you're really good. Um, anyway, uh, Play Inc. right now, which is a game that does not go on sale frequently. And I think also one other note about Play Inc., uh, not only does it not often go on sale, I think that Play Inc. right now is still in early access because they're trying to come up with some way to add a multiplayer component to it. But it's the finished Plague Inc. game. Right now, through November 2nd, you can get Plague Inc. Wipe Out Humanity at 30% off at $10.49. Um, that's a... that's. I mean, I've gotten shit for liking that game. I think it's a fucking awesome game. Uh, it's... It takes, you know, it'll take you some time to get good at it. Once you get good at it, it is kind of like, you know, going through the motions. I like... Don't tell anyone this. I like playing it on my iPad, actually. But it is available for Steam. So, there we go. And they are trying to roll out some form of multiplayer for it. Which, I haven't checked in lately. But, you know, that might be a kind of good reason to get it for Steam. That and the fact that it's on sale. Up next, if that doesn't float your boat. If annihilating all of humanity is not quite what you're looking for this Halloween. Well, then look no further then Grim Fandango, one of the greatest and most um, critically acclaimed and uh, I don't know if it's one of the most famous, but to me it's one of the most important titles to come out for any system, anywhere, anytime uh, in any genre. Grim Fandango was a massive uh, turning point in the games industry what they thought um, was possible and um what they thought was actually sane to budget for. Grim Fandango, the spooky skeleton jazz noir. Hot jazz noir, that is Grim Fandango. It's a point and clicker, um, uh, point and clicker style, um, you know, basically inventory based, uh, um, Man, Grim Fandango still actually kind of defies description, doesn't it? Anyway, check it out. Right now, you can get Grim Fandango through November 2nd at 66% off at $6.79. A super deal. Um, totally fitting in with like a Nightmare Before Christmas kind of Halloween experience. Um, up next, we have 
A game that I was reticent when they finally added Linux support through Steam. I guess this was only like maybe two months ago, something like that. Um, I was kind of reticent to recommend that anyone buy it because I remember playing it when it was fucking free on Windows um, literally over a decade ago. I want to say it was over a decade ago. I was writing for a newspaper at the time. Um, and shockingly enough, people actually read newspapers back then. Um, but it's a super awesome side-scrolling shooter and also kind of an important moment in PC gaming side-scrolling history. Cave Story. C-A-V-E-S-T-O-R-Y. Cave Story. Independently developed, um, awesome side-scrolling platformer uh, shooter Metroidvania block. Metroidvania before before Metroidvania had been coined, but not before Metroid and not before Castlevania. After both of those, but before Metroidvania. Um, Cave Story right now is 67% off. This is actually a really good deal. Um, let, let me make sure that this is still... Yeah, Cave Story right now is 67% off at $4.99 um, now through the next 41 hours. So... If you're in the mood for a traditional Metroidvania side-scrolling platformer shooter role-playing game-ish book, you know, then by all means get your splunking on and check out Cave Story. Now let's say that all of this, if these are not enough fucking Halloween-themed deals, then first of all, I want to say on behalf of myself and the fucking eight hours that have gone into fucking making this cursed edition of the podcast if all of this so far is not enough for you if we've yet to scratch your halloween deals itch then i want to say on behalf of my own work and on behalf of undead kraken your ivor molina go fuck yourself but but beyond that i'm here to help so so that mockingbird don't sing for you yet in terms of your Halloween spooky deals itch. Let me offer you this. How about Killing Floor? Not Killing Floor 2, which unfortunately is not available for Linux and does not look like they have any active plans to develop um, or to bring it to Linux. At least none that I am aware of currently. No, this is the original Killing Floor. It's an older game. Um, but, uh, Killing Floor is a super violent, super awesome, multiplayer, first-person, carnage, zombie fucking shooter, um, you know, it's basically a classic on Steam, um, right now, Killing Floor, for the next 41 hours, is 75% off. At $4.99. So if you missed Killing Floor at all, you never played it and have never heard about it, then tonight is your night. Go get it. It's totally worth $4.99. It's one of... It's a humongous game. It's so... Like... You should feel ashamed of yourself for paying $4.99 for a game that's, you know, the caliber of Killing Floor. It, it came out in 2009, by the way. So, it, like I said, it's an older game. But that does not mean that it's not awesome. And a lot of people still play it. Um, so, yeah. There's Killing Floor. Okay. What if that still has not 
somehow managed to sate your fucking monstrous and actually, frankly, disturbing, consuming specialty fucking fetish passion for Halloween deals of video games. What if still you are not satisfied? But once again, on behalf of Ivor and myself, I say fuck you! But, once again, it's not my job. I am here to help. So if that doesn't, Killing Floor doesn't square you away. Then how about Shadow Warrior? Shadow Warrior. This is the 2013 um, edition of Shadow Warrior. The one that is fucking badass that we've talked about so many times on the show. You got the touch! My name is Lo Wang. Make peace before I turn you into pieces. That's right, bitches! Shadow Warrior! Honestly, wang-inducing, fucking unbelievably violent and spectacularly brilliant, um, and unbelievably well-rendered and absurdly fun to play. First-person uh, ninja shooter with all the guns and all the demons in the world. Um, runs on Linux. Great, fantastic visuals. Awesome, spooky kind of uh, theme with, you know, ninja magic and and demons and, and more Wang than you can shake a stick at. You got the touch! Shadow Warrior now for the next 41 hours, 5 minutes, is 85% off. Down from $39.99, $5.99. So, oh, also you can get, um, instead, that, that's just for the vanilla Shadow Warrior. Or you can get Shadow Warrior the Special Edition, which I have no idea what the fuck that includes. But that's also 85% off. Um, and that can be had for $7.49. One of my favorite games that has ever finally come to Linux. One of my favorite first-person shooters that has been made in like you know the last, I don't know, half a decade or so. Shadow Warrior, fucking perfect for Halloween. Okay. So I know there's someone out there who's still not satisfied. These nine deals, there is someone, I can hear them. I can hear them tisk tisking with disapproval as they sharpen a straight razor and 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 uh, ready their quick lime and gasoline and etc. for the uh for the nights. <laughs> For the uh, night's festivities to come and the victims that such cynical, monstrous, demonic, and entirely unwholesome personages uh, and activities that such personages might pursue. Well, fine. For those people, I say also on behalf of myself and Ivor Crack Engineer Ivor Molina, fuck you! But... I'm here to help, so I offer you this final, our 10th deal of the fucking week. Um, one of my absolute favorite games that is, that I've played on Steam, and one of the best side-scrolling, um, anythings that I have ever played for any system, ever, anywhere, and I go back to 1980, motherfucker, Mark of the Ninja. The all-time greatest side-scrolling, stealth-based fucking ninja game, which is perfect for Halloween. Like, who does not want to get dressed up as a ninja tonight? Um, 
Mark of the Ninja, a game that very rarely goes on sale, even though it's an older game, it very rarely goes on sale because it's a fucking unbelievably good game, and they know that they can charge, and they should charge, as much money as they can possibly bilk from us, because it is worth every single penny, but right now, through November 2nd, Mark of the Ninja is 80% off at $2.99, meaning that if you... If you're listening to this right now and you do not actually own Mark of the Ninja, regardless of whether or not you ever thought about ninjas or ever playing a video game for that matter, if you are hearing my voice and own a fucking computer, you have to go buy Mark of the Ninja right fucking now. It's $2.99 and then go get a, uh, a Steam controller or an Xbox 360 wired controller. Anyway, it's that good. I mean, seriously, I, I, buy a copy for your mom. Take your mom to the prom. Oh, you little sister. Let's review, because I know we kind of fired through these pretty rapidly. Um, let's review our deals. We had, in reverse order, uh, Shadow of Mordor, Game of the Year Edition, 66% off at $16.99. That is a fucking unbelievable deal. Now through November 2nd. Then we had Dying Light, one of the prettiest um, first-person uh, most detailed environments, if you have, if you want to show off a new graphics card, um, you know, on your, on, you know, your rig or whatever, Dying Light is the go-to game for you. Also has a multiplayer component. 50% off, $29.99, now through November 2nd. Then we had Left 4 Dead 2, um, you know, venerable third-person multiplayer pick-up-and-play zombie Fucking madness. Um, mission based zombie fucking madness with other people. Left 4 Dead 2, 80% off at $3.99. Then we had Dungeons 2, where you take on the nefarious role of the man who makes the rubber meet the road. You are the dungeon master, the bane of all heroes everywhere. Dungeons 2. 65% off, $13.99 through November 2nd. Then, the one of my personal favorite games, but it's not for everyone. Plague Inc. That's Inc. as in like incorporated. Plague Inc. Thirty percent off, ten dollars and forty nine cents. Now through November second. Then a true classic that if you don't own it, you should fucking get it right now. Just to just so that like if I ever come over to your house or like you ever manage to lure someone unwittingly to you know, your actual lair, and they happen to be intelligent and have, you know, good taste in video games, and let's say that, you know, in this terrifying scenario, you go to the kitchen to get them a cup of arsenic, I mean coffee, (laughs) and they sit down at your computer, which is not already, you know, not logged out, so... They're in your Steam account. They're looking through your very games. And they do not find Grim Fandango. And so as you return from smiling, of course, (laughs) with the uh, tray of arsenic, I mean coffee, (laughs) refreshments, (laughs) lady fingers, (laughs) as as you emerge from, from, from the kitchen with the tray, suddenly... You only have a split second before it's too late. You see the knife, the butcher knife in his hand. It's a, it's a shining beacon. And bam, bam, bam. Right into your throat. Down goes Frazier. Don't let that happen to you. Pick up Grim Fandango. 
That's G-R-I-M-F-A-N-D-A-N-G-O. 66% off, $6.79 now through November 2nd. Do not let fucking homicidal video game elitists do not live with that kind of fear. Do not live in fear of them finding out that you do not actually own Grim Fandango. Now's your chance to solve that problem once and for all. Do not get stabbed in the throat with the butcher knife. Um, uh, and then up next we had Cave Story. Uh, Metroidvania, um, before there was Metroidvania. In fact, Cave Story basically invented Metroidvania. If only it weren't for the fact that Cave Story, uh, occurred after Metroid, long after Metroid, and long after Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Um, super good side-scrolling, um, shooter in the traditional vein with, uh, really, really fun game. Um, Cave Story, 67% off, $4.99. Then, for those of you who are cockfags, who will not fucking yield to this unbelievable list of Halloween terror. That's right, looks like you're with me, cockfag. For those of you who are true assholes, none of that was enough. Then we had Killing Floor, the absolute poster child for multiplayer screams, thrills, chills, and exploding body parts everywhere. Gorn, Yikon, Vargas, Super Vargas. Uh, multiplayer online, twice as fast as your ass with laser feet. Killing Floor right now is 75% off at $4.99. Go pick that up. That's actually a good deal if you've missed Killing Floor. It's a great game to have around and available. Then that still wasn't enough. That still was not enough. You got the touch. You got the power. That would be get some wang going on for you. That would be Shadow Warrior, um, the t- 2013 Shadow Warrior. Because there, there are two games. There's like a, an original Shadow Warrior from like the Apogee um, slash Doom slash you know ID Software um, days, and then. There was the remake that they made in 2013, which is this game, one of the bloodiest, most impressive, hilarious, it's like Big Trouble in Little China, with more blood, and like you just chop people up, and keep murdering them, they're guns, the guns are great, and there's magic spells, and lots of demons, and I mentioned that there's a lot of wang in this game, um, Shadow Warrior right now, 85% off. $5.99 now through November 2nd. And then finally, if all of this, as if this were not enough, you ungrateful bastards, as if all of this was not enough, a game that even if you do not own a computer, you need to buy immediately. Mark of the Ninja, as in M-A-R-K of the Ninja, as in Kage, as in N-I-N-J-A, motherfucker, as in Robert Hamburger, real guy to own the fucking power, motherfucker. Are you ready to get pumped? You better get ready to be get pumped, because it's fucking Halloween, man. You better bring it. You better bring it, bitches. Mark of the Ninja, 80% off, $2.99, now through November 2nd. And then to recap everything else that we uh, talked about today, I know it's been a long show. You have no idea how long this show has actually been. Like, right now, it says, like, it's an hour and 20 minutes. Literally, over the last 30 hours, over eight 
hours of trying to record this show have been <laughs> it's ridiculous. This is, a, this is the cursed Friday, I mean Saturday, you know, Halloween, our second annual Halloween expect, spectacular Genza. Um, wow, that's kind of crazy. It is our second Halloween show. Um, we talked about, uh, what did we talk about? Oh, yeah, we talked about Alien Isolation, which is also on sale at 50% off from 50 bucks to $24.99. Go fucking get that game. I'm not even fucking with you. Go get that game. It's one of the best games that you'll ever play. Um, You will have no regrets. No regrets. Anyway, go get Alien Isolation. Uh, plays on your Linux. Fucking keeps, keep, oh yeah, keeps you rocking, keeps you knocking, keeps you here, swing up all the fences, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, man. You're Ripley. You are fucking Amanda Ripley, and the aliens are gonna fuck you up, bitches. So that's Alien Isolation, fabulous game, uh, brand new for Linux. And then we had a uh, Gallic Z, that's G A L A K hyphen Z. Um, that's a uh, two dimensional, um, beautiful and fantastically, uh, attentive and um well designed and put together and etc um two-dimensional uh space shooter that you really can't miss with and uh i also mentioned another game that you must go fucking buy right now uh bro force come on come on bros come on we can play it online together. My name is Skooky Sprite. S-K-O-O-K-I-E-S-P-R-I-T-E. Check out videos of all of our shit that we got. www.bestlinuxgames.com We got some hot new playthroughs on there. Um, some first impressions, including uh, kind of a mediocre one about uh, Alien Isolation. But um, got a ton of new stuff, actually, up on the... Yo, website, but let's get our Broforce going, guys. Fucking jump on the Broforce bandwagon, man. Multiplayer, online multiplayer, side-scrolling shooter of an indescribable oak. Thank you so much for listening. Have a happy Halloween, everyone. Be careful, although it might be too late. <laughs> Cheers. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.